Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode 99 of the Simply One Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even occasional comic, then we got the show for you. We're one away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said we're going to lay. I was like, I'm not sure what that means. We're going to lay some pipe. We're going to lay together. That's mm-hmm. what our 100th episode is going to be about. <laughs> it's just going to be a live stream of us fucking each other. It's just an audio erotica. <laughs> Of us spit in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Huh? No, we're not going to do an audio erotica. <laughs> we're gonna. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk. About it. <laughs> no bad ideas in spitballing, you know. <laughs> speaking of spitballing, for our hundredth episode. <laughs> speaking of spit. <laughs> speaking of balls. Speaking of spitting on balls. Uh, no, we this week we decided we were going to read a comic book, um, but. Chris is technologically impaired. I am. Um, and also is stubborn and refused to ask for help. Correct. So he just couldn't figure out how to use anything that he uses to read comics. Amazon, Mixology. <laughs> Comicsology. Comicsology. Which is owned by Amazon. <laughs> and uh, then he went, well, I guess I'll just read some scary stories. Well, I wanted to read a horror comic to begin yeah. with, and I just couldn't couldn't work my way around that. Like, yeah. I would download the sample, and I'd get like four or five pages in, and it's like, do you like that sample? I'm like, yeah, I'd like to fucking read the rest of it. And it says, you can purchase it on this. So I click the link to go buy it. And then Was it I'm, using your Amazon account to sign into Comixology or mine? Mine, because it only had the last so, Ronin. Right. So you don't have Comixology Unlimited, so you can't read full books for free. So, But like it said, if I wanted to purchase a single book uh-huh. or comic book, I could do that on Amazon. Do that hyperlink and do it over there. Mm-hmm. And when I went to go do that, it wouldn't let me. You should have brought it down. I could have walked you through it. I looked at it and I tried it twice and then said, you know what? I guess it's just not what it meant to be. Take a look at some other scary stories. And you're the one that's been wanting to do a comic. I know. And I'm the one that read a comic. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God we're close to 100 because I'm just about done with this. <laughs> 100's a good number, you know? Yeah, you can bury it there. Yeah, we can just go ahead and call it. Nobody sees like, oh, they stopped at 100. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. If we'd stopped on like 34, people would be like, oh, I wonder what happened. But if we stopped at 100. If we stopped at 100, they're like, oh, okay, they just did 100 and cut, you know. Is the 100th episode going to be our last episode? <laughs> no. It's just the, you're on a cross. And it's we're, just, we're crucifying you. Yeah. <laughs> you're naked and got, just got a beard. <laughs> Stick me in the ribs, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Anybody really time got nine hard inches, inches up into somebody's ribs. No, so uh, I read a comic. Chris read some scary stories. He's flicking garbage at me. Uh, and uh, garbage before my get, friend, <laughs> they burn my friends. <laughs> they burn my friends. Uh, before we get into the, our my comic, uh, I do have quite a bit of news, but a lot of them are small stories. Uh-huh. Uh, I just want to start with this one. It's a little bit bittersweet for us. Rock Band Four is getting its final DLC. Ooh. Uh, after 10 years uh, of release. So uh, they released a press release that on January 25th, uh, they will be releasing the final DLC. There weren't any specifics about what it'll be, you know, what songs will be in the DLC. Um, But we did get confirmation that despite the game's age, the live services for Rock Band 4, which includes the online play and the rivals, uh, will continue as normal. Nice. I bet you they'll probably put songs within the past 10 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've been... Putting modern songs there, you figure the Billy Eilish is all over there. Yeah. God damn, are you gonna throw up? Mm-mm. I think the shit's here. The poop is coming. <laughs> I think the 
poops here. My tummy just went. <laughs> and, my, and my asshole went. <laughs> I don't think we'll have to wait long. You know what I mean? I'm going to go in there and just go. Whoosh. <laughs> fucking dab it dry and then come back. You're fucking gross. I love this shit. No, Sorry I mean, for that pause. Calling it a dick boop. We fart, burp, and shit on this podcast. I cut a lot of your farts out. No, do you really? Yes. It's <laughs> on you, man. Almost all of them. The ones I can catch. A couple of them that sneak past you. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, thankfully a lot of them don't make it through the 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 sound gate mm. on the mics. So, you know, they'll just be a mm. in the background, but it's under our voices, so can't even hear it. Anyways, I took a deuce. <laughs> Rock Band 4. We're not four. talking about tennis. Huh? <laughs> I said, we're not talking about tennis. That's right. Uh, what, <laughs> one of the, one of the out, uh, what do you call those? Uh, where they take it out of a, outtakes, that's the one, bloopers, from uh, <laughs> Parks and Recreation. Again. <laughs> <laughs> they ask Andy Dwyer, Chris Pratt's character, mm. you know, are you familiar with tennis? And he's like, uh-uh, yeah. Play any tennis? Sometimes, you know. He's like, do you know what point comes after deuce? And he goes, wipe. wipe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, the, uh, yeah, Rock Band 4, straight up, they're like, yeah, we're going to keep that shit running for you, though. Um, they m- did make in the statement here, they say, uh, let's see. Taking a longer look back, I see the Rock Band DLC catalog as a huge achievement in persistence and commitment. Over the years, we've cleared, authored, and released nearly 3,000 songs as DLC, and well over 3,000 if you include, uh, include all in the game soundtracks. Um, the That's wild. Many of you reading this own... <laughs> sorry, I was thinking that's wild. That's wild. Uh, many of you that... Uh, <laughs> that's got me fucked up. Many of you reading this own a good chunk of this content, and we remain committed to protecting that investment. To be very clear, you can play the songs you own within Rock Band 4 for as long as you like. So it's not like, well, once the game starts going offline. I bet you they're still also making revenue from it from all the games being played. Or right. songs. So. Right. Well, and like, when I buy that DLC, you know what I mean? Like, they still get a chunk of the money. Mm-hmm. So they're like, yeah, we'll keep putting songs out. Mm-hmm. You, know? you figure the songs are like, generally, a couple bucks. What? They're like 99 cents. I think the most we paid for one was two ninety nine. Uh, yeah, I was going to say three bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can get whole song packs for like 15 bucks, mm-hmm. you know? But, um, no, we play a lot of, uh, rock band. It. I do know that like, um, Fortnite has the Fortnite festival Yeah, and it's got a bunch of rhythm games in it. And yeah. so I do hope that maybe like having younger kids play rhythm games in Fortnite might revitalize the branding a little bit of, or not the branding, but the genre. I don't think it's going to happen. Like the genre. Yeah. But not rock, not rock band. I don't know, man. They're still putting out DLC and making money off it. I don't know. I'll talk to like. Kids, mm-hmm. not like that, but you know, <laughs> I gotta love with you. Nobody thought you meant like that until you said not, not like that. I don't diddle kids. <laughs> I ain't no pedo. It's like nobody, nobody you said that. Pay the patrol toll if you want to get in the boys' soul. No, but like, I have very little faith for. So you'll talk to kids when you're on the playground. Yeah, and like. I just have a little... When you're standing 100 yards from the school... In the trench you'll, coat. You'll talk to the kids as they're walking Nothing home. Nothing but my underwear. Yeah. But, like, I just have a little faith. And 
kids like just like with tiktok and like how short the attention span is and like straight up like my little brother uh-huh. can't get through a video game because he doesn't have the attention span well, so for he it. can't get through the cutscenes. yeah but this is constantly moving images on screen that they have to actively engage with that's not a cutscene, my boy you're saying their attention span is a bad thing. This is a three-minute song that's just a moving screen. Right, but... That's what their brain feeds on is a moving screen. I don't know. I'll try to recommend good video games, and they're just like, no one's going to play that. And I'm like, well, this game just won, like, yeah, right. six different fucking awards. But Also, mm-hmm. let's be honest. It's your brother. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As, far as, a, as far as a fucking sampling <laughs> pool goes. I got the bad genes, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you know... We're not exactly asking the next but, Sheldon Cooper, you but know. They're hereditary. So, is. They're half brothers. Uh, yeah, you know, that's. So, you know. They got a fighting chance, you know, <laughs> compared to me. I came out looking like Sloth from the Goonies. Yeah, right. Hey, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mom, you're bad. <laughs> Anyways, well, I did want to point out, so the company PDP mm-hmm. makes, uh, yeah, you know me, they make a lot of gaming peripheral, so like the plastic instrument controllers and stuff. Plastic base stick. <laughs> um, they are either announcing or teasing a new plastic guitar controller, likely for the Fortnite festival. So, I mean, if they're putting out specific controllers for it, I think the gameplay is there. Kids are going to like it. That's already... Maybe it's full circle. That's what I'm saying. It's shit cyclical, dude. Where the '90s are in vogue, give it a couple years, it'll be the, the, the you know the aughts or what's in vogue. Oh, what? I was in the aughts. Yeah, I was in the '90s, my boy. I don't... We're gonna hop right back down this hat rabbit hole of. I know you need to fucking just death. get grip, dude. Like we're not. <laughs> why does it gotta be death? I don't know, man. I just look at that like I. Time. Like, oh no! Three years have passed, and I, I'm going to die tomorrow. Time marches forward. Yeah, never backwards. Oh. I got to do something about that. <laughs> <laughs> I got to figure out how to time travel. Well, no. Let me put it to you this way: If you spend all the time you do have worrying about the little time you have, mm-hmm. you wasted the time you have. Yeah, but it doesn't really matter because it does matter. It all comes to an end. Are you a nihilist? Uh-huh. What's the point? What's the point? <laughs> Nothing matters. But I, think, love the but I think nihilism could be optimist could be optimistic. Where none of it matters. Just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, but not in an anarchist way. In a way of like, like don't stress about like what other people think tomorrow. Because like what does that fucking matter? And I guess from a philosophical standpoint, that's fine. Also, from a socioeconomical standpoint, that's pretty reductive to be like, who cares what life's like? Nothing matters. And it's like, well, life well, sucks right now. Yeah. And I can't pay my rent. So, <laughs> you know, that does matter. It does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> Rock Band 4 coming to an end. Jennifer Coolidge is going to be in the fucking Minecraft movie. You're fucking I am me. not fucking with you. Oh, wow. You look like the 4th of, of July. July. Makes you want a hot dog real bad. So her, Jason Momoa, and Jack Black are in this Minecraft movie. I'm not fucking seeing it. There's no, yeah, I'm going to see it. it. We're seeing that shit opening night with a ooh, bunch of fucking ooh, losers, ooh. dude. The fuck are you doing? The Minecraft sounds like, ooh, ooh. When, like Steve gets like, hit. Didn't sound like Steve. <laughs> it just sounds like you're over there making throat sounds. 
<laughs> Jennifer Coolidge just <laughs> sucking ooh, off ooh, Jason ooh. Momoa. That's ooh, Minecraft. Ooh, that ain't my. <laughs> That's more. Here's of their. Someone's getting hungry. Anyways, I'm gonna eat the mic. What is it, Walter White? That go on. You want to touch the ball? Can't touch it. Where's Brian Cranston? Actually, just barked at that lady. Bites at her hand. Snapped at her hand. The reporter. You want to touch it? Go on, touch it. She genuinely Oh. <laughs> That's some shit I would do. I do it to Morgan when she's trying to pop nose pimples. I'll just, you know, she's ever like, oh, still, bitch. Just gets up and starts popping on her, at her hand. She's always like, ah. yeah. Let I'm better know. than you. Anyways. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Don't get it twisted. Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> this rap shit <laughs> is mine. Motherfuckers. All right. So now, straight up. I don't know what this fucking movie is, dude. I, like, how do you... It has to be animation. <sighs> and they're saying live action. I think it's going to be like a Sonic type thing of like an animated character with live action people, maybe? I want to know the situation where Jennifer Coolidge, Jason Momoa, and Jack Black are just playing I themselves. Know. I don't know if they're playing themselves, though. I don't, like Someone's got to be the voice like of Steve, J- maybe? Well, Steve doesn't have a voice. Well, he doesn't talk. And Mario only has a few lines, but they gave him a full script. But you can go off of it. You know, like, yeah. what are you going to... I don't know. We'll you're a very it. negative person. We'll see it. I just... Pretty much everything we talk about, you're like, that. I don't... Fuck. No. I just don't think that's going to work. You're very pessimistic. Peaches, 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 peaches. I mean, we were surprised by the Mario <laughs> Brothers movie. I was. We actually left there going, ah, it was a bad movie, actually. Still I think live. we actually said overwhelmed. Yeah. Because we had pretty low expectations. Yeah. And the voice wasn't terrible, actually. It wasn't Mario, but it wasn't... Like they like we talked about, they did a great job of putting Mario, the actual Mario yeah. voice, early on, and you go going like, oh my god, thank god. It's the Mario Brothers. The game Until Dawn. Oh, good game. Straight up is getting a film adaptation. Oh, is, uh, I mean, because they, They're, is I mean, it's it all mocap? Yeah. yeah. But the only problem I see with that, because I kind of had the same thought, is, oh, do you get all the same actors? Is, first of all, that doesn't make it much... Different. Yeah. Like, what do you, like... And then the other question comes into, like... What's the true story? It's a choose-your-own-adventure. So which path do you take, right? Or is it like a Bandersnatch where you do get... I mean, that's that's just the game. Right, that's just the game. I think you've got to pick something, right? But also, all of the actors... Like, you're supposed to play, like, late teens. They're old by now, I bet. Older. Yeah, all those actors are, like, What? What's his name? Uh, Well, Rami Malek is in it. Yeah. Fucking... Rami Malek's... Uh, yeah, like you said, at least 30. What's your name? Uh, Hayden Panettiere's in it. <laughs> She's in her mid-30s. Dusty. <laughs> Dusty. <laughs> Whoa. Couldn't be me. I'm going to be young forever. Stri- There's a whole circle. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Fuck. The fucking director is David F. Sandberg, 
I like that he's the fucking director. Uh, he directed The Lights Out, which is a horror film, mm-hmm. um, and Annabelle Creation. I don't know if Annabelle Creation was good or not. That one was pretty good. Lights Out wasn't bad. But he also directed the Shazam movies. <laughs> but who? I do think his name is David F. Sandberg. Oh, who? Shazam? Shazam? Who's that? Um, I do think that potentially part of the problem with the Shazam movies is studio interference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because his first two movies were pretty good and they were horror movies. I think, you know, maybe that's more his stick to your ballpark. Yeah. That's maybe more his, uh, his aisle of the restaurant, you know, what the fuck does that even mean? What did I just say? Aisle of the restaurant? Aisle of the restaurant. I meant aisle of the store. We're the fucking managers of the store though. Dude, like we run everything. I'm the GM. I, I show up to the store. And people get nervous. I show up just to show out. <laughs> Smoother than a fresh drop given. <laughs> Too hot. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, straight up. I was like, that's a weird game to turn into a movie because it is so cinematic. But maybe that makes sense. Yeah. But like we were talking about with the, the or they choose could, your own adventure. Or they could just take it and do something completely different. I think they take, I think with if they're going to call it Until Dawn. It's it a pretty to, strong. It's got to be that story of Until Dawn. I still haven't played the core yet, but I heard Mm-mm. it wasn't. I heard that it was great. fine. Yeah, com- in comparison, it mm. was fine. They made. Uh, they're still working on like their spinoff, or not their spinoff, but their anthology series, the Dark Pictures anthology. Oh yeah. Apparently, some of those are pretty good. We still have to finish um, playing the wolf. Wolf Among Us. Among Us. Oh. It was right. He vented. I saw it. <laughs> Anyways, the fucking straight up, uh, the Hollywood Reporter reported it first, saying it'll be developed by Sony Pictures Screen Gems Entertainment, uh, as well as PlayStation Productions. And the quote was, as our partnership with Sony Pictures continues to grow, we're thrilled to be working on our first movie with Screen Gems. Until Dawn is a fan favorite PlayStation game that we can't wait to bring to the big screen. So... If I could just do it, you know. Gotta pop shoes wet. Don't make him get out of the seat. <laughs> Troy Baker is playing Indiana Jones, dude. Yeah, dude. They did show off a little bit of gameplay mm-hmm. in a, like a three to four minute trailer. Um, first person, which I think is a good move because it would come off as a little samey. Yeah. As a third person, like straight up, like Uncharted is inspired by Indiana Jones. Yeah. Same with Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. And both Tomb Raider and Uncharted have been very successful video game series. So trying to make an Indiana Jones would be like, is this just Uncharted? Is this just Uncharted? You know, which feels like an unfortunate reduction of Indiana Jones, but it'd be like turning Uncharted into a movie and then going, how does it not come off as a cheap imitation of Indiana Jones? Jones? I don't know. I feel like Uncharted is very much its own thing. Yeah, it's more spectacle. Yeah. Um, And I feel like just the... And the fact that they've modernized it. Yeah, they modernized it. Yeah, it's and set in the present day. And I do like that I mean, treasure hunting rather than... <laughs> it belongs in a museum. Yeah, and you're like, ah, does it? Does it, though? Because uh, it's not yours. <laughs> like, the museum you're going to take it to is a thief. Like, they're straight up, it's not theirs. <laughs> it belongs in a museum. Like we talked about, I think that'd be an interesting storyline for Phoebe Brawler-Bridge's character in... Uh, the last, like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, what was the last movie called? Uh, the Last Dial. No. Dial of Destiny. Is if she's like reverse Indiana Jones. I kind of forgot about that movie. I did too. Yeah, I think a lot of people did. That's why it didn't make any money. Um, 
I think it'd be interesting if her whole deal was that she's like stealing things from like Robin Hooding, basically stealing stuff from museums around the world and trying to give them back. Yeah. Trying to put them back. That would be something. She kills Indy. Yeah. Straight up. Just, just shoots him in the fucking forehead. She Shoot. beats him to death with a golf club. Yeah. Shoots his leg with a shotgun. <laughs> takes out his kneecap. She just twists his oxygen cord. Oh my God. Cause he's old. <laughs> It's 1970, and he's over there fucking killing Nazis. Anywho, uh, yeah, Troy Baker straight up is going to be indie. So uh, the voice was pretty, pretty good. Yeah, there were times. Yeah, where I mean, it's, it's like it's definitely not. And that's the thing too is like indie. Indiana Jones kind of has a raspy voice, but not really. Well, it's just Harrison Ford's voice, right? And so Harrison Ford has a little bit of raspy voice, mm-hmm. but I could see Troy Baker not wanting to put too much rasp on it because then he's going to sound like Joel. Yeah, well, and it's well, Joel's got a slight Texan accent too, but mm. well, yeah, I do think Troy Baker's a very good impressionist. Mm-hmm. Um, you figure he in the Arkham Origins video game played the Joker and sounds just like Mark Hamill's Joker. Um, but I think the Mark Hamill's Joker is a more easy and easy impression to do because it is so specific. Whereas like imitating just a man's voice who doesn't have, um, you know, big exaggerated, you know, like a Christopher Walken, a good Christopher Walken impression doesn't sound that much like Christopher Walken. Mm -mm. It just sounds like what we feel like we remember him sounding like. Who do you think is going to die first? Harrison Ford or Mark Hamill? Harrison Ford. Mark Hamill's like 20 years younger than him. That's really sad. Did I tell you on the podcast that Harrison Ford and I share the same birthday? I'm sure it's come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of people in the world, man. That just <laughs> makes me feel kind of special. <laughs> it's like how sad. Makes me feel kind of special. You are. You're special to me. But don't you forget that. <laughs> Thanks, man. Don't scoff at me. Fucking <laughs> steam's running out already, dude. <sighs> Next week's on. <laughs> <laughs> just keep. We just gotta get through. <laughs> people go to see oh, episode Lord. 100, and this says this is the end. Lord, let me get two more. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta get this one and next one. Lord, let me get just one more. more. Anyways, yeah. So the indie game looks pretty dope, but it is an Xbox exclusive. Do you hear me have a stroke? It is an Xbox exclusive. But we can play it on the computer PC. still. Yeah. yeah, and with it being first person, that's probably preferable. Yeah. I do, I think over the years, I do like keyboard and mouse more than controller now. God damn, do you, you see the screen flash yeah. white for a second? What's that mean with the cat? <laughs> that's how I just felt. Because we're sitting purely in the dark because Chris is obsessed with recording in the dark. I am. And so, you know, it's great for your eyes to operate by candlelight and screen light. It's just like having sex with the lights on, you know, it just doesn't feel right. I don't know about you, baby. I like to see every nitty gritty detail. I'll, I'll have sex behind a fucking dumpster. You know? <laughs> I don't fucking care, bro. I'll have sex straight up in like short shrubs. Like <laughs> it doesn't even count as bushes, dude. They're basically like it's just flowers. I'll have sex in front of my fucking grandma, dude. Like, <laughs> Granny, you better get out of here. So she's got glaucoma. Alzheimer's, so she forgets that she saw it pretty quick. <laughs> my grandma does have glaucoma. So she can't see shit. <laughs> What are you kids doing over there? We're just... <laughs> doing a standing ovation, Grandma. Start clapping. <laughs> that was a really good performance. You should clap, Grandma. That's foul, Chris. Today's the day, baby. The day before is officially dead. 
They shut down the servers and everything. As they should. The game's over. It's out. It's done. 45 days it had. It was just a babe. <laughs> you remember how excited you were? Yep. Yes, I do. I love how that actually is a real good full circle moment. It is a shame that this was an episode 100. Because like episode one or two maybe. I think it was two. One of our very first. Whenever we started doing what you've been thinking about. I think your first before. what you I think your first what you've been thinking about was the day before. The concept of it was so fucking cool. Yeah. Someone needs to pick up and just basically make what the day before promised. <laughs> What's the fun like reference name? You know what I mean? Like what do they name the new project that is supposed to be what the day before was? I would say the night after. Like completely Straight fucking up, mock them. Yeah. Mock them enough where it's like, okay, obviously. Or just this is the day after. The day. <laughs> yeah, the day after. That's not a bad name. Because it's like the day after. Yeah, the, the world outbreak. Ends, you know. Yeah. Put a patent on that. Patent pending. Patent pending. <laughs> if anybody steals that idea, we'll kill you. Yep. I mean, Copyrighted we'll by Simply Won't Podcast. We'll sue you. We won't kill you. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> we'll send you a cease and desist first, <laughs> and then we'll send the thugs. Confidentially speaking, I am crazy, and I'll fucking kill, <laughs> kill you. Just we'll have armed men come to your door with bats, like <laughs> we're fucking uh, Tanya Harding. <laughs> we'll kneecap your ass. <laughs> Uh, she really did that shit, dude. Yeah. I hired somebody to bust her competitor's knees. What are you going to do, you know? And then Margot Robbie played her in a movie, and it was a really good movie. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Invincible is getting its uh, part two, or season two, part two uh, on March 3rd. March it, 14th, I apologize. Can't get here soon enough, dude. No. Like, that's dude, too long. I wanted it to be Alan, mid February. They did fucking Alan so dirty. I think he'll be back. I No, because he kills him. Because he turns uh, off his thing. I think he'll be back. You think? Yeah. Why do you think that? Because Alan plays a bigger role in the comic. Hmm. And, like, they obviously have the technology to, like... I mean, he was pretty grievously wounded for them to then put him in a tank and, like, plug him in and stuff. Uh, uh, was it a bath tank? Like, yeah, right. Similar. Bacta tank. Bacta. Bacta. I mean, Bacta. The award. Yeah. <laughs> the awards, the BAFTAs. The ba- mm. 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 Sorry, I was thirsty. The um, <laughs> got something you can suck on. Just got one more, dude. <laughs> Just keep coming back to it. Then uh, episode one hundred and one comes out, and we're really like revitalized, <laughs> rejuvenated. <laughs> Hi, everybody! Welcome back to episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a morning zoo show, you know. <laughs> That was anticlimactic. And the volume down on the. Mm. <laughs> oh, God, that's when it loops. Oh, anyways, we're going to get through the news here. Oh, my belly's creaking. Are you going to vomit or pube? Pube? You going to pube, huh? Yeah, I might pube. No tay? Mm-hmm. You have tay? Mm-hmm. Just f- my tummy. Do you I, go take a Pepsi? I throw up. I throw up. <laughs> I throw <throwed> up. <laughs> Bro, I remember, I mean, side note, speaking of like kid moments. Yeah. You, know, you see the memes where it's like me telling my mom 9 p.m. I got a project yeah. to do the next day. Yeah, yeah. I did that once. And dude, I, <laughs> I thought I was going to die that night. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I remember walking in their room and I was like, hey, I, uh, I got a project due tomorrow, and I haven't, I haven't, st- I, like, it. I needed to, I need to go get supplies. 
and like it was just like a you you what you what and i was like i need to i need to go get supplies and dramatically i blacked it out i don't remember it, but i do remember making the project at the house yeah and it was about my dog what music he would sleep to better because we had a family dog that was a chihuahua named gizmo yeah mm-hmm. and i didn't actually do the study but i said right, jazz. You just invented shit. Yeah. yeah i said i I put on like jazz, hip hop, rock, blues. I think that's it. And I said jazz was it because I was like, it's the most calming. So right. that makes sense. Surprisingly, hip hop. <laughs> Believe it or not, metal. Heavy metal. Yeah. He sleeps like an angel. Put his ass out. Because his ears would bleed, but. Yeah. Um, I, I used to. R.I.P. Gizmo. Yeah. I'll pour one out for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that with like summer reading projects. For like advanced English, you know, like AP English, where you got a summer project, and I just fucking roll up, dude. I told my mom straight up, like, you think we could find a copy of The Hobbit at Walmart? She's like, why? I'm like, because I gotta make like, I gotta do this whole packet for the on The Hobbit. She's like, well, when is it due? And it's like the summer, you know. She's thinking, like, maybe the first week of school, like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, like, on the first. Like, I got to bring it with me. And she's like, Colin James, are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> you know? and I'm like, it was summer. Oh, like, I just didn't think about it. Like, what? <laughs> school's fucking dumb for trying to assign schoolwork yeah. in summer. I tell you what, I'm, like, 14, however old you are, freshman year. and uh, 17. <laughs> Freshman year, you're fucking 17. You almost a grown ass at all. You're 21 years old when you graduate. <laughs> fucking drinking. Just shot out, dude. Balding. Uh, straight up, the Bears, Eben Moss Brat. I can't pronounce his last name. I feel bad. Bratner? Backridge, maybe. Batrach? I don't know. Backrick? I'm not sure. Backrash? That's probably it. Um, there's a lot of rumors that he's going to play. Ben Grimm in the Fantastic Four for the MCU. Ooh. And somebody was like, hey, yo, you going to be the thing? And his response was basically, I can't confirm and I can't deny, I think. Which feels like he's in the talks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Either he's already got it or they're trying to get him. And he's like, I can't say anything, yeah, you know? Otherwise, I think he would just say No. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to be in something, you know, but now nah, I haven't, I haven't talked to anything. Yeah, why don't they just say that if they're like, I don't, I don't know if I can say it. Just like, nah, I, ain't in, I don't know. Because they want to tease, right? Yeah, just be a little tease, huh? a little scamp. Um, but no, he's the one that plays. Um, I was just calling him cousin. Um, he's the the tall, thin one, uh, short hair. Can't think of his actual. He was in the Punisher, wasn't he? Care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, his like guy in the chair. Yeah, I can't think of that character's name either. Son of a bitch, Micro. Yep, got that shit in there like a fucking trap, dude. Nothing getting in, nothing getting out. I've got a micro. Hmm. Anyways, what else? So you got? he might be our. Uh, he might be our. <laughs> so this is. Oh man, I should have organized this better. This is a disappointing news to end on. Wah, wah. Universal Studios is working on a new Jurassic Park movie. Oh. <laughs> but, but, 
It's being written by David Cope, who wrote the original Jurassic Park and its sequel, The Lost World. Now, is this <sighs> Jurassic World or Jurassic Park? They say Jurassic World, but it's the brand, the Jurassic brand. You know what I mean? You know they're going to get Chris Pratt to play mm, it again. Uh, doesn't sound like they are. Doesn't sound like anybody's going to be in it that's been in the others. Good. Good. Yeah. But also, you don't need to do any more. Honestly, you really unless you're really gonna fucking wow me. Yeah, it's not gonna be worth. But the, like, I gotta level with you. The only way I think someone's gonna wow me is if it's practical. Yeah. If they get if they get actual fucking dinosaurs. Yep. I'll give them a seven out of ten. At most. Yeah. Like I want to see someone. I want to see. Yeah. Like I, I want to see, see how these dinos fuck. Yeah. That more. Well, actually, I mean, no. They're all asexual, aren't they? Or no, they're all hermaphroditic. I mean, it's fucking Hollywood. We can do whatever. We can do whatever we want, baby. The rules change. The rules break. I want to see some busty Latina dinosaurs get <laughs> fucking shredded up by a BBD. Big black dinosaur. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm that's where I'm. That's where, that's where I'm living. All right. Noted. Um, I don't think we're going to get that. But like Jurassic World Dominion was not good. Not at all. Like, how do they try to compare a lion to a tyrant or a Tyrannosaurus Rex? That just doesn't make. What the fuck are you talking about? The scene where the lion's roaring and the T Rex is roaring at it back, and I'm like, I don't remember that scene. It's when all the dinosaurs are out in the wild in the world, uh-huh. and they're out in the king of the jungle, right? And it's the lion, and then the uh, T Rex is roaring at it back. I'm like, bruh. No fucking no shot. The dinosaur is gonna be winning. Yeah. Like no fucking shot. The lion's taking him out. <laughs> no shot. That lion's got him, dude. I've seen the Lion King, dude. Sorry, Phil about Collins. It. Yeah, wherever he's at, I'm with. Phil Collins didn't do the Lion King. No, he did tar- uh, Tarzan. Yep. He did another one too. He did Treasure Planet, maybe. He did one of the like the one of that era Disney. Two of those the that era Disney movie. Treasure Planet was good. Mm-hmm. It makes me cry. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that makes you cry. Yeah. Luca. Yep. Dude, I rewatched Luca not too long ago. Did you cry again? I did. In front of my girlfriend. Oh, oof. Yeah. That's pretty embarrassing. Hey, I mean. She think less of you? Nah, she held me and said it's okay. I think that says more about her than you. Hmm. <laughs> I know I know where I'm at. That's me. It's Taylor's version. This is me. <laughs> Like that you use that, not in like the not not in a way that represents what Taylor's version of things is. If you don't like me at my worst, you can't have me at my best. I'm in love with you. I don't think I want you at your either. Like, whoa, no, that's not me talking to you. That's you talking to the person that says things like, "If you can't handle me at my worst, you don't want me at my best." I don't. I don't think I want you at either. Honestly, Mm-mm. ready to talk about some. I'll talk about my comic, and you can tell me these fucking spooky stories you looked up online. Yeah. <laughs> How dismissive that was. Yeah. yeah, that sounds pretty good, man. That sounds like a fucking P-L-A-N to me. I like, I like the idea of it just being a Google search, all lowercase, spooky stories. Spooky stories. But you, like, forgot a word, a letter in there, you know, so it's like spooky stories. Spooky. Pookie stories. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pookie. Pookie. Pookie poo. Uh, let's see. I read a motherfucking book called... Why don't you talk first? Because I've been talking a lot for the news. All right. 
It's basically just an extended... Well, then do you want to go last? Yeah. And we'll just make it your cryptic corner? Yeah. It's more like a fucking cryptid room. In a corner, baby. It's a whole nook. <laughs> Boom. Rim shot. That's what that's called. <laughs> I know. I just <laughs> wasn't expecting you to say rim shot. You thought I said rim job? Yeah. You're like, what? Where? <laughs> when? When? <laughs> Did I miss it? Uh, it's 2024. Let's get real. We eat ass. We, everybody eats ass now. If you're not eating ass, you're getting left behind. Dude. <laughs> no pun intended, you know? Yeah. Shit or get off the pot, you know? <laughs> Who doesn't like a little nuts in their candy bar? Ew. <laughs> That's foul. What? What? <laughs> Everybody out there, how do you feel about eating ass? Yeah. <laughs> That's that scared what I the shit out of me, dude. <laughs> I Full convulsion. So hard. You're like, ah! Oh my God. Uh, if you eat ass, send us an email. It's mailbag at gmail.com. <laughs> Tell us about your first ass eating ass experience. Eating. Anyways, um, all right, then I guess I'll talk first. Yeah, why don't you? I'll just fucking talk for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll talk for 15, and then we'll wrap it and up. And then we'll wrap it up. <laughs> that sounds about normal. <laughs> hey, but it's the banter that that's keeps the people around here. Is it? I hope so. I that's, God, it better be. <laughs> I hope so. If it's not, I don't... I don't know why you're here. <laughs> Me? Or them? Th- them. Oh, <laughs> if it ain't the banter, I don't know why you're here. Oh my guy, what? I'm running this thing. <laughs> so, I read a book called "The Nice House on the Lake." I read the first few issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Was it a nice house on the lake? It is. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, things aren't exactly as they seem. Okay, as they, you know, naturally. So it starts off with us meeting. Uh, sorry, this is written by James Tinian. I'm trying to see if he drew it as well. What's his last name? Tinian. Alvaro Martinez Bueno and uh, Jordic Belair also helped write and draw this. So um, straight up, yeah, it's about this young woman. Um, Well, it's about several people, but the first issue opens with a young lady um, who's like looking a little worse for wear. I'm pretty sure she's missing an eye. But like smash. Um wait. She's got like a spear that she's made. She looks badass though. That's for yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for real. She looks very like She looks like Carl. Like she's been through some shit, yeah. you know. Apocalypse esque. Yeah. Um and so she's kinda of talking like here's where it all started, you know. And she met somebody in Brooklyn. Um through like you know, friend of a friend kind of deal, uh, while they were all out partying, and his name's Walter, and it all started with his like, uh, Walter. <laughs> I'm not having sex with you right now, Walter. Put your dick away, Wait, Walter. Walter. <laughs> I'm not having sex with you right now, Walter. Uh, with your pride and your ego. This is how it ends. <laughs> Just fucking Walt. Yeah. Oh, mother of God. So, uh. He basically, like, Walter's just straight up is like, how do you think the world will end? And she's like, hmm? And, it, you know, it kind of starts off as like a, that's a weird fucking question. Bit. But then it kind of turns into like a converse, like an earnest conversation. of Like, oh, I don't know. I guess it could be like this or that or the other, you know. And uh, where she kind of has this deep thought that she then kind of comments on being like, oh, that was a little too deep, you know, or too thoughtful. You know, it'd be more fun to just be like, the zombies, you know. Yeah. But she basically is like, 
I don't think it'll truly end, but like America will fall, like civilizations will fall. But in like 2000 years, there will still be humans in some fashion. So the world as we know it will end, but I don't know that the world will truly end. Right. You know, anytime soon, she says, you know. But, you know, he's basically like, all right, you know, and you get this vibe that, like, they talked for quite a while, and she kind of talks about the idea that, like, it was almost a romance, but, like, neither of them were looking for one. So it kind of stayed in this. It, that's when it sneaks up on yeah, you. Yeah, but so it kind of stays in this weird, like, arm's length kind of thing. Yeah. Um, where, like, they they might not talk to each other for a little while, and then one of them would text the other one and be like, hey, we should meet up and watch a movie, and, you know, I've been thinking about our conversation. And the conversation is talking about the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Then, like, she loses contact with him for, like, two years. Uh, and then just out of the blue gets an email invite. That was one thing that I really liked that this book did, especially if you're reading it on an iPad or, you know, a tablet of some fashion uh, as a digital comic. It is like, straight up, it's just, there's the screen. Oh, as if, like, that's the email? The email, yeah. And so you're able to read the email. Um, but he basically is, like, it's a mass invite to, like, hey, my mom's, a friend of my mom's said that we could borrow her lake house. Nice. Uh, and have like a, a week long trip this summer or whatever, Dang. and invited a bunch of people, right? Well, and then it's like, all right, well that's the the cold open of the book, and so then it's like the nice house on the lake, and so in the one of the things that I thought was interesting, this was written in 2021, and it takes place real time in 2021. Um, oops. So the pandemics, <laughs> yes, like she shows up wearing a mask, mm-hmm. and they're having to take temps and stuff when they get there, and so I do think it's kind of. Um, apt that like this like ruminating on the end of the world yeah. you know and then like a potentially you know where you kind of get a, a just a tiny little crumb sneak peek of like oh a disease might be a thing that would right do it you know um, but so she, the thing that it did the book kind of took a little bit for me to like buy into it where I was like okay this is dragging a little bit I'm not dragging but it just wasn't biting me slow start yeah because it starts introducing everybody like this, where it's uh, it's got like a little symbol and then like a title for them. So like the person that we met, Ryan, she's introduced as the artist. Uh, and so it says the artist, Ryan Kane, 26 year old female, New York cluster, first encountered five years ago at Beer Garden 33 in Greenpoint as part of the comedian's then girlfriend or as friend of the comedian's then girlfriend chosen in Brooklyn, New York, six months ago. Chosen. Yeah, and so then, you know, she comes up to the door, and somebody, uh, Nora, is sitting out front smoking a cigarette, and is like, dude, this is already fucked up. Like, don't go in there, <laughs> you know? bogus. And, you know, Ryan's kind of like, oh, all right, what's up? You know, and Nora is the writer, and so it you know, introduces her in the same way and says something to the effect of, like, um, high school cluster, first encountered 19 years ago outside the carpool entrance of Marquette University High School, chosen in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 18 years ago. Wisconsin. Name and gender revised five years ago. So there's like full, like, like background checks. Almost. Yeah. And the, like the chosen thing is what was odd to me. Yeah. And so it does that. Yeah. It goes around and introduces like all 12 housemates mm-hmm. and they go about their first day and they're waiting. Like, you know, Walter shows up finally. And, um, it's kind of weird cause everybody seems connected to each other except for Ryan. She's kind of an outlier where she doesn't really know these people that well. Mm-hmm. They're more friends of Walter's rather than mutual, mutual friends. friends. But you know, they're all, they make it to the end of the night. Everybody's like, you know, smoking, drinking, sitting in the pool, having a good time chatting. And then like one of them has a signal. Ryan has a signal 
and on her phone, and she starts checking uh, Twitter, and it's the end of the world is happening. And um, like at first, I thought it was going to be like, oh, is the trick of this going to be that, like, Walter's setting them all up, yeah, to like make them think the world's ending, you know? But no, it very quickly you're like, oh no, it is the end of the world. Like what is it like Cabin in the Woods s? So I don't know. So here's the thing. So you know, like I'll, I'll kind of read you some of the tweets because it's like, oh Jesus, you know. So you've got pictures of like whole all of New York City like on fire, um, people running the streets, people burning, and it says so like you know, first tweet says, can anyone get through? Has anyone been able to get a call into New York for the last hour? Everyone's phones are going right to voicemail. What's happening? Um, and this person says, it's not just New York. This is happening all over. No internet communications have come out of China in three hours. Um, this one was like, Jesus. My mom just called me screaming that her skin was coming off in sheets. I don't know what to do. She's two hours outside of New York. Um, Jesus. I just watched Anderson Cooper burn to death on live television. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, this is the last image on CNN before it went black, and it's just the, the news desk on fire. Um, and then this person's tweeting, I can pull my skin off in pieces. It doesn't even hurt. It feels like pudding. My skin sticks to the phone as I type this. What the fuck? Uh, and then somebody else is like, I thought there was supposed to be an air raid siren, something to warn us to take cover. There's something in the sky behind the fire. Look behind the fire at the color that hurts your eyes. So you're like, what the fuck is going on, right? My ears just started bleeding. The sky just turned red outside my house. We're outside of Pittsburgh. I thought it was just New York. And so, you know, it's just happening everywhere, right? And it's freaky. Um, and so Ryan obviously immediately is like, dude, what the fuck? It's like somebody says the president's already dead. There's no America left. Get underground while you still can. Um, and so, yeah, Ryan's freaking out. She's showing everybody. Everybody's like, that's got to be fake. Like, whatever, you know. And they go inside and turn the TV on, and there's the emergency broadcast system. You know, this is a message from the emergency broadcast system. And an attack has been made against the United States. Further attacks may be incoming. Seek shelter immediately. And so they're all like, okay, what the fuck? We got to get out of here. Like, what's the deal here? And Walter basically is kind of like, uh, I'm sorry, everybody. You, you can't leave. Uh, there's nowhere for you to leave to. No world to go back to. Not in any way that matters, at least. And basically, he picked them. And he straight up says, this house, this lake, the beautiful woods around us, this is what's left. The 7 billion people out there are dead, or they will be dead shortly. Uh, this is why I brought you here. I wanted to save you from what my people were going to do to your planet. Oh, so he's an alien. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like, yeah. Um, or maybe a machine, but I'm pretty sure he's an alien. Um, I'm not going to explain to you what I really am or why this was necessary. I'd rather you all think of me as the man you always knew me to be, your friend. Um, and, like, Ryan grabs a fire poker and takes a swing at his head, and it just kind of, like, goes right through him, like, wisp, like, gas almost. Oh. Uh, yeah, because he kind of like forms back up and then kind of disappears into a jumble. But Nora, or no, sorry, Nora's the one that grabbed the poker. Nora. Yeah. Do you eat ass? <laughs> Sometimes. But he fucking grabs Nora's hand and it just explodes at the wrist. Oh my God. And then he like wisps away and he ends by saying like, I'll be back every now and then to toast to the old world. Until then, I hope you find it to uh, find it in you to enjoy yourselves. I love you all. And then he kind of like whoosh, 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 and disappears. And everybody's just kind of standing there with Nora's hand exploded. They just learned that the world's ending and their friends Bleed an alien. Out. Well, I'm like you know this friend that invited them there is like an alien maybe. Um. Then I read the second issue. Pretty dope. 
uh, kind of gives us a little bit more background on another character on like how they knew Walter, how they met Walter. Okay. I mean, so I'm wondering if that's going to be the, like this, each book will be told kind of from the perspective sure. of someone that knows him. But they, um, yeah, they're all kind of freaking out, obviously. Uh, end up going to bed after they patch up Nora's hand. Um, and there's a couple, Rick and I can't think of his wife's name. I don't think it's really brought up too much. But she's a doctor, and I think he's an accountant. But he gets visited by Walter while he's getting ready in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, like cleaning up. And you don't know what they talk about, but it feels like he's coming to the to Rick to be like, hey, like, you got to get these fucking punks to play along here, you know, like get them in line. Um, so they kind of, like, I did like this. Ryan is trying to figure out the connections of everybody. Okay. Because she's noticing that, like, she doesn't belong, really. Right. You know, why me, basically? Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else, like, knew him from school or were friends of friends or things like that. And she's the most outlier of the group there. And so she really doesn't know why. Um, but her and somebody else, uh, Ronnie and Molly, start going off, uh, you know, talking a little bit. And then she goes outside and sees that Nora is obviously, you know, got her arm in a sling or they've bandaged up her stump. The doctor patched up and they start snooping around. Like there's gotta be something's gotta be, something's going on. Right. And other people like went off and are trying to like leave the house, see what's going on. And there's like an invisible wall out there. It's kind of like under the dome type, you know, cabin in the woods. Yeah. And, um, one of them makes a really weird discovery. And that is that there's this statue out front of the, um, of the house in like the entryway. Yeah. And it's got like a weird symbol in the middle. You know, it's this weird stone ring. Sure. Uh, but when you touch it, it shows you your home right now. Oh. And so, uh, I think Ryan, maybe Ryan touches it first and then she's the one that's like, all right, get what the fuck. And when she touches it, that's Brooklyn. And it's just in flames and people are melting. melting. Oh shit. Sorry guys. Um, and so she's obviously like, what the fuck, you know, and falls off of there and, that's when she goes and finds Nora and is like, all right, we got to go investigate and see what the fuck's going on. And they find a library and they're like sifting through like there's full on like how to manuals on like construction and basically a bunch of survival. Yeah. You know, things that would be useful in the long run. But then there's a bunch of nonfiction and fiction books and, you know, um, in the bottom shelf, they find a key in a lock. And when they turn the lock, it's an armory inside. And so you're like, oh, boy, what are they fighting? Right, or is it for some you know some people in the group to take control? You know oh, what I mean? Shit, yeah. Uh, because as like Rick starts confiding in his wife, like, hey, there's gonna be an urge to just collapse in. You know, we're all gonna fall apart. Somebody's got to keep we us. We got to keep us together. You know, um, and Rick is the one that had been talked to by Walter. You know, we don't again, we don't know what Walter said, but it seems like it's this. Yeah. Um, and he's like. I bet Walter has a plan, but I can't do it by myself. I need you here with me, okay? And she's like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, I love you. And he goes, I love you too. And they hug. And he says, always. And while they're hugging, he's looking over her shoulder, and Walter's just standing in the corner, like, in that weird, like, divided way, you know, where he's kind of, like, separating. And he's just watching them hug, and that's who Rick's looking at. So I'm like, Walter's got Rick under his thumb, I think. Yeah. Um, And so I'm pretty intrigued to see, like, what pans out. Yeah, where it's going to go. 
Uh, it is still an ongoing series, though. It's, you know, started in 2021 and still has, like, the dash, mm-hmm. you know, not finished. Um, but the first, the whole first volume is uh, free if you have Comixology Unlimited, not a sponsor. But so I've downloaded it. I'll read the first volume and I might download the rest if I like it. Mm-hmm. But so far, so good. Um, definitely intriguing. Like I said, it's a little bit anxiety inducing, though. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, like, it's just tense, you know? How do you think the world would end? I don't know. Honestly, probably disease. Disease or man-made. Uh, like through war. Yeah. You know, nuclear annihilation. If I had to think of a reason, like, not that, mm-hmm. let's say we make it, like, in the far future. Okay. I don't know. Maybe an asteroid? Uh, we've, yeah, been, we've been We've been hit a... Um, or, well, we have we've been... Had small collisions. Well, and then you figure the one that killed the dinosaurs. Well, then there was one in... What the seventies in Russia? That was like a nuclear explosion. It injured like up to eleven hundred people. All right, the nukes killed millions of people. The nukes kill millions. Yeah, but like they're saying, like it was like you could feel it. Yeah, like in a large chunk of Russia, it mm-hmm. was the uh, Klesbinik. Kles, I can't. It's Russian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a meteor that hit, and yeah. like I think like the maybe the seventies or eighties. It was a huge thing. And yeah, that hit and I'm trying to remember what I mean, we got phones and tablets right here. We could just look it up. Yeah. You know, be factual instead of just going, I think that's what happened. Let me see. Hold that thought. Give me one second now. Hold on, baby. I'm put my point away. Mm-hmm. The Chelebinsk meteor. Uh it was a meteor that entered the Earth's atmosphere in Russia on February 15th of 2013, JK, uh, and it was approximately 59 feet wide, and it was a 10-ton meteor. Um, and it says it went up to... <laughs> With less than 1,500 total indirect casualties. It didn't even hit anybody. It was just from, like, crashes and cars. I never period. said it killed anyone. Yeah, you did. You said 11,000 people. I said it injured 1,100 people. You said killed. No, I didn't. Play it back. Play it back. I don't have a way to play it back. We'll find out. But I'll listen to it in the edit. That's a big old thing, though. Non fourteen hundred and ninety one. Yeah, but again, it was like a nuclear blast. I'm like, but well, yeah. over seventy two hundred buildings were collapsed, factories mm-hmm. were shattered, and there was a loss of thirty three million dollars in damages. Yeah, that's a that's that ain't nothing. No, uh-uh. yeah, <laughs> you're talking about like a apocalyptic explosion you know it was a nuclear blast i remember that yeah because the dash cam footage of it. yeah i could see something like that happen yeah well uh people on nasa all the time are always coming out like what was it uh i feel like just a few years ago we had that big old thing where it was like yeah there's a meteor that is headed right for us and then like it whizzed right past us or something yeah. like that yeah, but, like, near misses everyone yeah. was like that was the closest a meteor has passed, as far as we know. That could do some damage. Yeah, right. Take out a state. Hopefully, it's like Nebraska. My thing is like, so let's say, <clears throat> let's not get too in the weeds. We got to read all your stories. Oh, all right. And I appreciate conversation, but we do got to stay on task. Welcome back to Chris's Grand Corner. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, I actually kind of want to talk about. Me, no. Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> Step one, cut a hole in the box. No, we'll be talking about uh, Daniel La- 
La Plant? La Planty? La Planta? La Planta. La Plant? I don't know. That's what I'm going to say is La Plant. Um, so David La Plant uh, was 17 years old when all of this kind of started Transpired. to happen. Transpired. Yeah. Um, in 1987, uh, Massachusetts, he, to kind of take a step back, um, he was born on May 15th of 1970 in Massachusetts and from the rip was I mean we're going to be talking about a lot of SA stuff so trigger okay. warning like watch out um, he allegedly nothing was final said but he allegedly suffered a bunch of traumatic sexual and psychological abuse um, during his childhood from both his father and then as a teen uh, at the hands of his psychiatrist I'll bet um, but so growing up he, you know, like I said, was mentally abused and psychologically abused by his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just as he kind of got older, he became like uh, the town thief. Sure. Right. And he just got real fucking good at breaking into people's houses without them knowing. Mm-hmm. And when he was around, did I say around 15? Yeah. Around 15 when that started. And then what he would do is he would end up going, to, he would go to other people's houses and he would move shit in their house and yeah. then just leave. Yeah. And, like, you'd take valuables, and, like, yeah, is right. what he'd do at first, but then eventually he was like, all right, well, I want to start fucking with people. Right, exactly. Um, and then, yeah, so he'd start moving all that, but then he had gone on a date with this girl, uh, and I can pull up her name here, I can't remember it, I, Tina Bowman. Mm-hmm. Um, so he went on a date with Tina Bowman, and, uh, or Bowen, excuse me, and he just kind of had like this weird stalking obsession. And this guy was like a, you know, the class act weirdo. Yeah, right. Um, and like a lot of his neighbors, like after everything, when the police were questioning, yeah, they're like, yeah, he would just go to the woods, and you just wouldn't see him leave for days. And then you would just see him one day back. Yeah. And then like, but you only see him when he goes. Like you don't see him returning. You see him yeah. leaving. So they're like, yeah. that's real fucking weird um but so LaPlante and Tina had gone to the the same break here it is and they went on a date over Easter break uh, and then when they returned to school a lot of the students told her that uh Daniel um was facing rape charges and that's completely not connected to them yeah but just like hey just so you know this is is kind of going on um and according to her father, Frank Bowman, uh, he said, like, that was that. Like, you're probably not going to see him again. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. facing some rape charges. Bad news, yeah. He was missing, but not for that. Okay. He had found, and I have a map here that I'll, I'll show you, but also we'll post. Um, you always say that, but we never post. I want to, because this is cool. And it's like a top-down of a drawing that he made in 1980 of hiding in her walls. And here... In Tina's walls? In Tina's walls. So... Here, this large triangle is the open space. There's walls, and it's right behind their bathroom. And that's where he would hide. Yeah. Um, How is he getting in there, do we know? We do. So, um, 
Over the course of several weeks in the late fall of 1986, Daniel gained entry to the Bowen Helm uh, at 93 Lawrence Street in as a Pepperell near Townsend, which was Mass- you know, where he grew up, yeah. um, from a small crawl space no wider than six inches. Jesus. He was able to you know, kind of crawl in there. Yeah. And he initiated psychological torment on the family, just hiding in their walls, moving all throughout the house. Yeah. Uh, after watching Tina and her sisters try to contact their recently deceased mother on a Ouija board, Daniel began to impersonating a ghost. TV channels were changed. Items were rearranged. <laughs> Milk was mysteriously <laughs> consumed. He's fucking Santa Claus in it up. Yeah, dude. Um, he even attempted, or he even emptied bottles of alcohol without drinking them and scrawling them. Um, and then writing disturbing messages like marry me, I'm in your room, come find me on the walls with mayonnaise and ketchup and I mean, anything he what can get his fuck? hands on. And then they found a knife pinned in a family photo on the wall that he had. I mean, imagine that someone right. like imagine waking up and coming downstairs and just yeah. seeing that and then being like, and like what the, the doors f- were all locked. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is in here? Yeah. And, like, your mom just fucking died, so you're right. like, was her mom a bad woman? Right. You know, she's an evil spirit. Uh, though Frank, the, the father, believed that the daughters were punking him, uh, he soon learned the truth was far worse on December 8th, 1986. The girls returned home to find someone had used their toilet, uh, and after a search by Frank Bowman, that's when they found Daniel discovered in a wardrobe, face-painted, wearing a Native American-style jacket and a ninja mask, branding a hatchet. They're brandishing a hatchet. Daniel hustled them into the bedroom before disappearing somewhere into the house. That's terrifying. Like, yeah, he's like, he's here, and then he's he's able to... (laughs) He's in the walls. Yeah. Um, Tina Bowman escaped through a window and contacted the police, which makes me think, like, was he able to, like... When they say, like, reading this and, like, throughout everything, like, through the psychological torment and, like, the word, like, using, like, escaped, that that makes me think, like, there's a form of torment where it's like, yeah, you can't leave. Right. And it's like, well, we got to get out of here. And he just disappears. Well, so it sounds like he had, you said that he had shuffled them off to a room. Well, no, they they found uh, Daniel in Uh a wardrobe, Uh brandishing a hatchet. Um, But, yeah, so when he, yeah, he puts them in the bedroom, but I'm... But so, so he I'm had curious them if he, in the bedroom. But I'm curious on how he would, lo- how would he lock the door, and then just disappear? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, so he's got them trapped in the bedroom. Yeah. And then he went somewhere else in the house. Sure. Anyway, so so she hops out a window. She's like, "Fuck yeah. this shit, I'm out." Um, and she contacted the police, who found Daniel two days later in the cellar of the house, hiding in that triangular space I was showing you. Yeah. Uh, in a corner bounded on two sides of the concrete foundation on the inner wall. Daniel had clearly been living there for weeks to months. That's like, what the fuck? That's awful. Following his arrest at the Bowen house, uh, Daniel had held a juvenile, was held in a juvenile facility until October 87th, October of 1987, (laughs) when his mother uh, remortgaged her house, uh, ensuring his $10,000 bail. Post bail, yeah. Two months later, he committed the worst crime yet. While awaiting trial, Daniel had moved home uh, and continued his daytime burglary burglary spree. Uh, on October 14th of 1987, he stole a 22 caliber firearm for a na- from a neighboring house. 
and then on November 16th of 1987, Daniel burglarized the home of the Gustafsson family, which included a pregnant nursery, school teacher as Priscilla mm-hmm. Gustafsson, her husband Andrew, their two children, five-year-old William and seven-year-old Abigail. But this wouldn't be the last time that Daniel broke into their home because he did it yet again on December 1st of 1987. Uh, he had walked through the woods, separating his house, separating him from his house to the Gustafsson, uh, armed with that 22. He later claimed he didn't expect Priscilla and her children to be home because he was just like, let's yeah. just bust in again. Just you pop know. in there, see what's going on. Um, the, according to the lieutenant, Lieutenant Thomas Lane, Daniel uh, jumped out the window and escaped instead of... Conf- uh, he jumped out of the window escaped when he was in there, and he was like, oh, shit, there's people in here. Yeah. Um, and then he confronted Priscilla with a gun, led her to her son in the bedroom, putting William in the closet, and he tied he tied her to the bed, mm-hmm. uh, makeshift like ropes and stuff like that, and gagged her with one of the socks... And then he did, he did assault her. Assault her, um, and then shot her twice in the head. And then he took William into the bathroom and drowned him. Oh and as God. he was leaving, he encountered Abigail, who had returned home from the school bus. Yeah. And just like I'm home, and lured at, lured Abigail into another bathroom where he drowned her as well. Jesus Christ. Uh, then Daniel simply returned home and attended his niece's birthday party that evening and just fucking acted like it was nothing. Like nothing happened. Yeah. Like nothing happened. <clears throat> um. Meanwhile, Andrew, the husband, uh, had been calling his wife all afternoon, uh, returning to an eerily quiet house, right? right? It's like everyone should be home. Right. Um, with no lights on, uh, Andrew feared the worst. He found that his wife was dead, lying face down on the bed, and then he fled the house, called the police. He later reported that he refused to look for the children because yeah. I didn't want to find them dead. Yeah, exactly. Um, according to the court documents, Daniel was easily implicated in the scheme uh, using forensic evidence. Police found out the shirt and the gloves that he wore down to the um, wore to drown the children. Uh, with the scent of the shirt, dogs tracked through the woods within the tree, within the tree line to four feet of Daniel's home is where they lost the yeah. scent. Um, the evening after the murders, Daniel was interrogated, lacking enough evidence to arrest him. Police planned to return the the following day but daniel fled uh in a massive manhunt had then started yeah like this is just like yeah it just keeps going <laughs> after another burglary spree it's like this dude is just yeah. on it he was found hiding in a dumpster uh, and arrested on the evening of december 3rd 1987 daniel went on trial for the gustafsson murders on october 19 october of 1988 and the jury found him guilty of murder uh he was convicted on three life sentences. Jesus, good. Chillingly, this wasn't the end of his story. Uh-huh. Uh, Daniel pleaded for a reduced sentence in 2017. Not too long. Well, yeah. Five, yeah. 17, Se- six years six, ago. Going on seven years ago. Um, but the judge... Rejected it. Found that that was, not a re- you know, that was not remorseful for his crimes. Instead, the judge affirmed Daniel's sentence with three consecutive terms of life imprisonment. Yeah. And it says it looks like he... Will, as of 2017, he will not be up for parole for another 45 years at least. Yeah. So he's he's not going to make that. Yeah. But I thought that was nuts, and I can show you a picture of what he looks like too. Because he doesn't, I mean, and that's such a weird thing. Is he just kind of looks like a... Like a normal kid. Just looks like a, a kid. Dude. Yeah. Sometimes you'll see these people and you're like, well, yeah. 
like you know what I mean like that like, sounds terrible and that's kind of like the Ted Bundy thing is like yeah. with him being such an Didn't attractive man like, a, like Jeffrey Dahmer he looked yeah weird. he's got kind of a weird look right but like this guy like if you showed me a picture of him like I'd be like that's just some kid that's just a guy yeah. that's just some guy I don't know look at his eyes though well, yeah he's in handcuffs in the, yeah I'm sure yeah. he looks looking cynical now yeah but it doesn't really go in too much about his childhood mm-hmm. of like what happened um, but just from because I was looking at a couple different websites of like what was going on it just looked like he had a really strict dad who like basically was like you know, kicking him out of the house a bunch like he just can't be inside yeah um, and then when he was eventually in therapy to talk about everything because he just yeah. wasn't right right that's when he, when he got sexually abused and everything by yeah. his therapist and then that's just you know, the rest was down, down, downhill, Yeah, you know, from there. Um, but, you know, I thought that was crazy, and I'd never heard of that. Like, no, huh? But just for something to, like, what a constant... Yeah, like, he... Yeah. Like, thing that just... It didn't stop until they were finally able to catch him. Yeah. Right, because you think you'd lay low, skip town or something, but he's like, no, like, let's just keep Keep, keep doing the dice. And so that really does make me think a bit more about... Um, the mental illness behind it, uh-huh. right? Because obviously a sane person would be like, well, I mean, there's nothing sane. Yeah, it's obviously a, a sane person wouldn't live in somebody's walls for a few months. Well, <laughs> no, no. But I don't know, like... It's just another example of this not being a fully within their grasp human being. Yeah. And then to keep on the whole par of like, a psychopath being in the house oh okay there is another one I wanted to talk about um and this was the other one there's the two big ones yeah uh but it's called the you watch got a lot of mouth sounds I know I got a little dry mouth here let me keep going that makes me uncomfortable sorry no you're good uh but it's called the watcher okay um so let's see here going back up to the top Stop that. <laughs> was that on purpose? No, it's oh. not. It felt, I mean, it felt like that one was so dramatic that I thought you were being a prick. No. Uh, so they did make this into a TV show, which I never heard of the show, so I didn't know that was a thing. Um, Do they say what the show's called? Uh, the Watcher hmm. on Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but in June of 2014, a couple bought their dream house at 657 Boulevard in Westfield, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, only to never move into the property. They never made yeah. it. Um, so essentially, like, they would get letters from this random person that they never knew who or what, um, but some of the letters that they got were kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. So before they moved in, the first letter said, let the party begin. That was what it was titled when they got it. Uh, and the letter read... 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family has been the subject of my family for decades now. As it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house uh, in the 1920s and my father watched the house in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. Okay. 
the the watcher also gave details and like they never found out yeah that's that's the scariest part to me is like to this day they have no idea who this was right the the watcher also gave detailed information about the work on the home uh and referred to derek and maria who are the purchasers of the house the broduses um and he kept referring to their three young children as young blood so another this is just a quote from the second letter that they had gotten uh do you need to fill the house with the young blood as i've requested better for me was your old house too small for your growing family or was it greed that that brought your children to me once i know their names i will call to them and have er, and draw them too and it's just like what the fuck what the fuck and like you can't do anything about right. it. Like, well, I mean, you can take it to the police, but like, there's well, no yeah, reason. Like, what are they like, going to do? Gonna yeah. do? Um, there are, and then another section of that that letter there is there are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I'm one of them. Look at all the windows that you can see from 657 Boulevard. All those people out there. Maybe, Maybe I'm, I'm one, one of them. them. Look out at any of the windows, uh, or, or oops, all the people who stroll by each day. Maybe yeah. I'm one of them. Welcome, my friends. Let the party begin. So, excuse me, that was all from the first one. Yeah. The second letter that they received, two weeks after receiving the first letter, um, they had gotten a letter, and it says, like, found, and it asked, like, have you found what's in the walls? Mm-hmm. And so, starting off, it says, Welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard. The workers have been seeming very busy, and I've been watching you unload your carefuls of your personal belongings. The dumpster is a nice touch. Have they found what's in the walls yet? Uh, in time, they will. Uh, <clears throat> in the second letter, the watcher had shared details uh, about the three children, including the details... Had shared details about the Brodus's three children, including details about her daughter, who is a keen artist... Uh, and the fact that the watcher had spotted their daughter drawing in an enclosed porch suggested that it might have been a neighbor. Right. Because right? it's like it's enclosed, like yeah. maybe they're trying to figure out what's going on. The letter also appeared to suggest that the Brodus's children may be in some sort of danger. Uh, and it says, just a quote here from it, if, you were, if they were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. And the letter uh, it continued, 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallway of the house. Have you found all of the secret it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement, or are they too afraid to go downstairs all alone? I would, I'd be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would not hear them scream. Will they sleep in the attic, or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who, uh, who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It'll help me know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. All of the windows and doors in 657 allow me to watch and track you as you move throughout the house. Who am I? I am the Watcher. I have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you, and it was their time to move on, and kindly sold it when I asked them to. I pass by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, and my obsession. And now you are too. The Brutus's family, welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard, and now it has brought you to me. Happy moving in day. Just so you know, I'll be watching. Like, I'm getting chills. What yeah. the fuck? And then in the third letter, I keep swallowing. 
I'm not used to talking this much. I know, right? <laughs> I'm not used to being able to sit back this much. Yeah. Shit. So the third letter was uh, titled as, Where Have You Gone To? Uh, when the Brutus made, uh, Brutus's family made uh, the decision <laughs> to de- delay their move. <laughs> you know what? I don't think we're moving Yeah, there. they're like, we're not. I'm we're not, not going to go in there. I'm going to try and pull up the Netflix series. I'm going to see um, what the cast is looking like. If I haven't heard of it. Yeah. But so the third letter was pretty short and brisk. Um, but the letter, it read, where have you gone to? 657 Boulevard is missing you. And then in the fourth letter, this is where it gets a little like, this guy's loud. I mean, obviously he's out. He's crazy. But this <laughs> yeah, is right. like, okay. Okay. He's really out there. Six months later, after the first letter, the Brodus's family decided to try to sell 657 Boulevard, but they just couldn't. No one would buy it. Nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like they knew. They considered selling the home to a developer who had planned to tear down the property and split it into two lots. However, the proposal was rejected by the neighborhood planning board. Coincidence? Yeah, right. Uh, in the spring of 2016, the Brodus's family rented the property out. However, just two weeks later, a fourth letter arrived threatening the Brutus's family, uh, the Brutus's clan, and the new family who were not uh, deterred by the watcher. It read, 657 Boulevard survived your attempted assault and stood strong with its army of supporters barricading its gates. My soldiers of of 657 Boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my orders. All hail the Watcher. Maybe a car accident, maybe a fire, maybe something as simple as mild illness that never seems to go away but makes you sick day after day after day after day after day after day. Maybe the mysterious death of a pet, loved ones suddenly die, planes and cars, bicycle crashes, bones break. You despise the house, but now the Watcher is one. And in 2019 July, the Brodus' family sold the 657 Boulevard <laughs> at a $400,000 loss. Jesus. Uh, there have been no reports of any new inhabitants uh, of receiving any letters, and today the watcher remains unknown. Fuck. We gotta buy this fucking house. <laughs> yeah, no. Here's my thing. It's like, what... What's the goal? If $400,000 loss is what you're looking at, destroy the house yourself. Fucking, you can remodel. Board up the windows. Place a different, you know, place it elsewhere. Right? If you're getting letters, the guy's like, I know where, I know the infrastructure. Change it. Yeah, but then you got to be there for an extended period of time. Yeah. And, like, it seems like maybe he knew where they lived because they were receiving letters. So he knew their address. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I don't think you go changing it. Because that probably wouldn't make him happy either. That's the thing. I mean, and again, this is all hypothetical. But, like, if he knows where you live currently and potentially in the future and where you're going to move to, he's got you. Yeah. You know, like, he's already watching you. So... Just go there and just fucking tear it up, baby. Throw a party. <laughs> Throw a Molotov through the fucking window. Yeah, why don't you just... Torch the bitch. Torch it. And then just build another fucking house for $400,000. <laughs> and Get the insurance money. I mean, I'm not even saying get the insurance money, but if you I just am. burn that shit down and then just build another house... You could probably build a house for less than $400,000 back then. Yeah. So, I mean... It really sounds like it's this family's fault. Yeah, honestly, they were asking for it. I my ass I'm my ass would be going through tearing up those walls. This is, this is I'd have to see what's inside. This is you doing you again. 
Here's what I would do. That's all I do, baby. You'd be shitting hey, your fucking hey, pants, dude. You do first you. First letter you got, and you'd I'll be do like me. crying. I don't. <laughs> and here, here's even to double down. I don't even read my mail. <laughs> you wouldn't even get the letter. <laughs> I wouldn't letter. even fucking get it. This guy's gonna be watching me. Well, I don't know. I think if you saw that it was a like it was a letter, you know, you can look mm. at it and go, "Ooh, mm. that's a letter." You'd yeah, who's probably be like, "Wow, well, I got a letter." <laughs> oh, it's exciting. Take my you katana know. knife yeah. opener that I got from Disney World. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be exciting. I think because then you're like, "Oh, someone wrote me a letter." Yeah, someone got me a little something. Especially Secret if it's like minor? a dress from The Watcher. You'd be like, "What?" <laughs> Can you suck it? <laughs> what? What? And then, yeah, so I think that is how it gets you. It's probably in like a bright red envelope or something. You're real striking. And you look at it and you're like, oh, it's still a letter. Am I getting a card from my grandma? What is yeah, this? Yeah, what is this? You open it up and it's like, a, I'll fucking kill you if you move into that house. Well, that's the thing. It never specified any. The only threat. It was threatening to the children. Is the, To the children. Yeah. It's because, yeah. Which is arguably worse. But then For it's a like, parent. Or, you know. But he never specified that he was going to do anything. He was just saying, you know, if they were in the basement. <laughs> if I come into your shop and he lock never the door. Said that he was coming in. If I come into your shop and lock the door and I go, it'd be a terrible thing if something happened to you. That's that's threatening. If I'm sending you a letter to your house and you don't know who I am, and I'm going, you'd never even hear your children scream. That's a threat. Yeah. We have a seller. We do. It's a creepy cellar, too. It is. It is. Opening up the pantry door, still, like, I have to turn the light on first. I will never open it without the light. Yeah. Because it goes right into the cellar. Mama! I got fucking chills. Don't. Yeah, you did. Don't. Like, (laughs) goose pimples. (laughs) Chicken skin, even. I don't know why that sounded like a slur. (laughs) Whoa. My brain was kind of like, what did you just say? <laughs> we got a hot we gotta, mic, man. We got to cut that. No, we don't. <laughs> Chicken skin. And my brain was like, yo, you got to chill out, dude. <laughs> Getting too but, comfy here. I think both those things, is, it's it's creepy. It's very scary. Because it, it happens. Well, yeah. And like I've talked about, people are what scares me. And like even worse is that, the, like, especially where I sit, I've got my back to this window. I've got them flanked by windows. My, I'm trying to picture how does someone squeeze into the space between the walls? Because as soon as you go in there, it is a large open sure, dead space. But you gotta get there first. And he had six, six inches. Six inches? <laughs> For, I ain't getting in there, dude. I don't... I couldn't get in there erect, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Maybe I could. I don't know. I got a little wiggle room. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, like, I'm definitely not getting in there. My fat ass getting stuck. But, like, that's the thing. My head I, wouldn't get in there. I feel like my thigh alone. That's my head. Yeah, right. My like, head is how like, do you. Like, that's got to be at least six inches across. I got a melon oh, yeah. on me. Well, hey, don't be that sure. <laughs> <laughs> if I slap my <laughs> cock on your forehead. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. It is definitely bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking make a mind have an ass. Hey, easy, easy, easy. <laughs> I got the hairline of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. What's a machine from yeah. Jimmy Neutron? Yeah, he's got yeah. his fucking yeah. head's all swollen. Swole with knowledge. <clears throat> no, I don't know. People scare me. Yeah. I think, yeah. That one's scary. Obviously, the the Daniel LaPante, uh, LaPante, LaPante, LaPante. No. Um, that's scary and you know, good riddance. You know, he's glad, glad yeah, he's right. locked up and yeah, behind right. bars. Bury him under the jail. But that's the thing. That guy who wrote those letters is still out still there. Still out there. 
Potentially, yeah. Or he passed. I don't know. And that's why nobody else has gotten letters. He said two decades he's been watching that house. His dad's been watching it since the 60s. Yeah. And he's been, and that was 2016, so... And if his grandpa was watching in the 20s? If he started it in 96, and then... Yeah, and I mean, Ellen, it depends on when Dad died. You know, he had to take up the mantle of the Watcher. Right. You know, Dad might have lived a long time and passed the mantle when his son was 50. You know, and then it gets on to being in his 70s. You know, and if the Watcher's in his mid-70s and kicks it and didn't have a kid that he'd passed this An heir. on to... Is that house for sale? I have no idea. I want to take a look. Just <laughs> me like I would just know that shit. I mean, you're a pretty brainy dude. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not just with encyclopedic knowledge of Redfin. I'm just like, yo, that. Uh, I'm pulling it up on Zillow. Hold on now. Yeah. <laughs> what was the address? Sixty-seven, sixty-seven Boulevard. <sighs> Jesus. Andrew and Allison Carr, who purchased it mm-hmm. from the the last couple, they purchased it for nine hundred and fifty-nine thousand dollars. And that was a $400,000 loss. So this other couple bought for $1.3 million. Jesus. It's a fucking mansion, dude. Look at that house. Oh, fuck yeah, I'd move there. Let me see that no, thing. I'm trying to find it on. Where's that at, though? <laughs> Where did that do? It's in Jersey. That's right. That doesn't look like the same house. That can't be a fucking one. I guess it is. Yeah, the, the Zestimate is $1.4 million. But I guess it is Jersey, too. That's what I'm pulling up. Now, was that other house, because in this, it references that, the show, like it has pictures from it, mm-hmm. and it looks like that's the house that they use in the... Oh, uh, so I'm curious, that is that... That could be, yeah. <clears throat> that yellow house, though? <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know that if that's worth it. million dollar house. Nah, not but again, really. like I said, it's Jersey. It's Jersey. But also, yeah, if I'm getting death threats through the mail... That that house ain't it. Sorry. Last thirty day chart. How long has this thing been for? Has anybody bought it since? It's not for sale. No, it's off the market. Yeah, because the cars own it. That's right. That's right. Do you think they still get letters? They said. Well, they have never said they got letters. That's what you just told me. I didn't say nothing about the cars. Yeah, that's the people that bought it from the last people. You said they sold it for a four hundred thousand dollar loss, and that the new owners have never commented on receiving any letters. You straight up just said that. Why do you think the watcher stopped then? That's what we were just talking about. I think he probably died. Or he had a personal thing. Like, has anybody else ever commented on receiving letters? Or is it just this, pe- this house? <clears throat> he said the just woods. Just these people. He was but like, have, yeah, the... But have the woods ever corroborated that? I don't you know, know what I mean? I don't know. Or is he just saying that? Maybe he knew this family specifically and was just tormenting them. You know, and just shopped up this story. What if it's just an HOA? Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. That would be so fucked up. Side note. Yeah. I saw this video of this guy who just moved into a house. Mm-hmm. And, like, I already hate HOAs to begin with. Yeah. But this guy came up, and it was a young black gentleman who mm-hmm. had bought this house. Yeah. And he was driving a Tesla, right, pulling up in. And this guy says, hey, uh, just saw you pulling up to this house, man. Just never seen you around here before. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah just, just moved in. Just yeah. moved in. He's like, oh, cool. You just uh, seen by in the area and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I just... Kind of looking shady over here. And the guy's like, How am I looking, shady? I looking shady? He goes, What you're dressed in? He goes, A hoodie and sweatpants? And he goes, You know, come on, don't lie, you know. Probably still that car. You're, <laughs> you're breaking into this house. And I was like, Dude, if 
Like, if that was me, I'd knock the shit out of that guy. Because <laughs> he got it all on, like, his ring camera, yeah. like, in the garage. Yeah. I was like, dude. And I just... Then they'll call the assault, and then they'll face the charges. So it's like, yeah. it's just a... Yeah, because words aren't aren't met with, with violence, Chris. It could be. Yeah, but then you have crossed that threshold into assault. I'm not defending the guy's words, but the answer isn't to whip his ass. Should be. You're not going to change minds like that. You know Texas what I mean? justice. Yeah, if you reconfirm what he probably already believes. I don't know. You call Batman a scoozy. I don't think he's just going to let that shit slide. <laughs> he's going to bust your teeth in. <laughs> Batman's a psychopath. <laughs> Batman's <laughs> parents died. He's got like a billion dollars, and his solution is I'm going to go out at night and beat the shit out of In criminals. a latex rubber suit. Yeah. Maybe if, like, I just put money into the city that these criminals didn't have to turn to a life of crime, you know? No, no. (laughs) That really is the solution, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Batman, Bruce Wayne could fix the city. Mm -hmm. Which, if you start to dig at it, it's like, that makes Batman a more interesting character, because then it's like, yeah, but that's not what he wants to do. Mm -mm. And everyone's just okay with it. I like how Superman, everyone's just like, you haven't thought about... (laughs) You're a vigilante, my man. (laughs) Like, you're not a superhero. You're a vigilante. How are you part of the Justice League? (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, because you are circumventing it. justice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He fun, he's the bankroll, and he creates all their tech and stuff. And yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, what you been thinking about? Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate. Yeah, because I I stopped playing for a while where I just you know new things had come out and I kind of had to put a pause and because Baldur's Gate's pretty lengthy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's easy to sink hours since hours into. Um, like I think I've played it for going on 100 hours and I haven't finished the first playthrough um, but so I'm in the middle of act 3 and it feels like I'm getting pretty close to finishing to, up on it yeah where I'm like ooh I need to stop the main stuff and start doing my side stuff that I wanted to get done because it feels like I'm going to reach a point of oh I'm done with the game right. like I've got a this is the last mission mm-hmm. you know the last story mission but um, I am coming up against some like like I was googling one Encounter where I'm like, God damn, am I like missing something here? Because I'm getting my ass kicked every time I run this. I googled it, licking it, and I look it up, and it's just like, this is the hardest uh, encounter in the game. And I'm like, this is a side mission, you know. If the fucking (laughs) yeah, I did. You're making all kinds of fucking mouth sounds over there, baby. Yeah, so I'm like, fuck, dude. It's a shame because it's also like my character's love interests, like. Um, character quest basically Shadowheart yeah it's Shadowheart's character quest and so I'm like I've gotta do it I gotta baby I gotta help her I gotta do this I gotta help her find her family you know I can fix you I can fix you I've already saved her from her religion you know I did too I saved her from her cult religion's not real come on with me baby (laughs) well to be fair her religion did like wipe her memory and hide her family from her I mean ain't that all religion right yeah I think that's the idea So the uh, yeah, I'm so I'm working on that. Just defeated Orin, who's the like the the death's head for the god Ball. Uh, who's like the god of murder? She's a freak, not like a, she's a super no. freak, but like she's super a freak. scary super freak. She's a scary ass woman, dude. She's freaky, like <laughs> she's super freaky. <laughs> like like don't fucking turn your back on her because she'll stab you repeatedly in the fucking ribs. Like was it fucking? Uh... Gus, yeah. When he's when Walt's like, you're smarter than this. Yeah. He just slices that guy's throat. Uh-huh. We're like, she's showing up and like, uh, she can, um, 
transmutate, you know, or transmute, whatever it is. Basically, she can look like shapeshift uh, into other humans. Stop it. You're being a weirdo. I saw you biting your lip. I'm the weirdo. She's a little grin. Yeah. All right. Whatever, man. <laughs> I'm not living in people's walls. Come on, man. I'm <laughs> not writing letters. I'm not living in people's walls. I just... <laughs> so what? I got a little yeah. imagination. Yeah. <laughs> Creative. But no, and then, she, yeah, so she'll like... You'll be interacting with somebody and they're being an absolute fuckhead to you as like an NPC. Mm. And then you'll be like, what the fuck is your deal? And then they just turn and it's, it's Orin. And she's like, I've got my fucking eyes on you, dude. And then she just like and disappears. And you're like, oh my God. It's like she's stalking you. Yeah. Keeping and, her tabs on you. Uh-huh. And I just killed that bitch, too. <laughs> so I'm like, straighten that shit out, dude. <laughs> Get out of here, dude. You fucking scoozy. Yeah. So it's pretty fun. Uh, hot take. Game of the year. It's pretty good. Yeah. But uh, I think that's it for me, Bob. Uh, if you people uh, liked this show, this <laughs> this whole show, good, because next week's last one. Yeah. No, no, it's not. I'll have to do something big for the pot, or uh, for Crypto Corner. I, well, I was going to say, I don't know if we're doing news or Crypto Corner next week. It might be a, a pretty heavy episode. Yeah. We'll make it a super super mega episode. <laughs> the 100th. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Should be the longest episode. Should be the last. <laughs> <laughs> That was I was acting. <laughs> I was acting. No, uh, if you guys liked this episode, be sure to make, give it a great review on iTunes, five stars, and all that good shit. Uh, like, favorite, subscribe on your audio streaming service of choice. So you get notified when we post new episodes. Uh, if people want to reach out with us, tell us what their creepy stories are, uh, what they've been playing, and uh, what their favorite moment from the last hundred episodes has been. Uh, how do they do that, Chris? Yeah, you can always uh, take a look at any of our socials, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you know, simply one podcast. Our Twitter handle is whelmed underscore simply. Or you could always just shoot us an email at simplywellmailbag at gmail.com. That's right. Last week we went to stream uh, Battlefield 1, and that it just would not work no, with us. No, no, no. Uh, so he called an audible and played GTA online. I think it confirmed my suspicions. It's just not that fun. Like, it loses its charm fast. Yeah. After about two I and a half to three hours, I was like, all right, well. Playing the heist was fun. Like, yeah. doing, like, if there was an option where you didn't have to have four fucking people. Right. Playing this heist. Own this club. Have this many club members. Right. You know, it's, like, it's like, Jesus, dude. Like, I just want to play these heists. I'm just, yeah. yeah. There needs to be a sandbox mode where you can just do it all. Yeah. But, you know. What are you going to do? Well, I don't know. Maybe GTA 6 would be better? Hopefully. Um, but, so, yeah, just keep an eye out. Because, yeah, our, our full intent was to play GTA or uh, Battlefield 1. Um, so hopefully we'll get to stream that because we have a good time playing that. I don't know. Last time I did not. I don't know. It says the man who went, you got just one more round in you. Because I wanted to fucking win. We did win. My highest game, like the best game I did, I was 2 and 14. Yeah, but it's not about the kills. Like, it's for me. It is for me, man. That's how you win the war. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's not true. You win by taking objectives. That's true. That's true. But um, but I also want to kill Nazis. No, we were playing as the Nazis. Uh, no, it's World War One. We weren't playing as Nazis. That's right. Fucking They're always Nazis to me. <laughs> They're all Nazis. <laughs> now, uh, next week, yeah, 100 episode. I think we're going to do... Do we tell them what we're doing? Leave it to be a surprise. Yeah. I like that. We, that might be too exciting to be like, let's leave it in suspense. Don't get your hopes up. But yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah, we're not doing anything crazy. No. It's just going to be more involved than normal. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever do a face reveal. You don't think so? I think our roles have switched from the, since we've started, which I think 
not ironic, but yeah. neat. Interesting. It's yeah. cool. Because when we first started, I was you like, yeah, let's just, face yeah, let's just show our face. There's no like, big yeah, easy. And you're like, no, I don't think I want to. And now you're more so I'm like, like, I'm more open to yeah, it. You have a video recorder while we're doing it. And I'm like, yeah. no, I don't think I want that anymore. No. So it's some pretty vulgar stuff on here. Not really. And I got to hide behind the internet. <laughs> hide my face. People know who we are. Yeah. But. I think that's the end of the episode, Chris. Everybody, bye. Deuce, deuce.